Where might we find answers to a deeply divided world? Look no further than what you feel in your heart is most important. Let's delve into the mystery by asking four personal questions. What is most important to me? Why is it vital I respond? What have been the challenges when I put this purpose first? And what wisdom can I share from my experiences? What is most important to us on a human and heart level is also important to healing a broken world. The disasters of 2020 have interrupted systems that are exploitive and divisive. Why rebuild when we could instead weave social and ecological fabrics with a common thread of love. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast Common Thread. Hello, I'm Suzanne Hubbard, and we are going to have a really important conversation. I created this podcast because I feel there is something missing in the bigger conversation about what to do about the crises the world is facing today. Maybe this is unconventional or unexpected, but I have discovered something that I feel has been overlooked in conversations with people about what they feel is most important to them on a human and heart level. When the conversations would get right down to what this is, I saw a connection between what people feel is most important for them to express as exactly what is needed to be expressed in the world right now. For example, when someone says they are all about making people feel happy or needed, this is what is most important to them. Other examples could be having compassion, empathy, or expressing another type of love. I think what we have seen lately is how words are failing to unify. In fact, different people's choices of words only seem to create more divisions. On the other hand, responding to what is most important on a basic human level always unifies and transforms without words because it expresses the common thread of love. Okay, let's look at this a little closer. The fact that responding on a human level does unify proves its humanizing effects. Consider this. Wherever we live is where the problems are happening, such as influencing global warming and perpetuating racial injustice and economic inequality. The problem is we are trapped in a materialistic world and value system, and these injustices are baked into the socioeconomic infrastructure. When we respond to what is most important in daily life, on the other hand, Our words and actions reflect a humanizing value system, which is how we could address global issues at the local level. 
My hope is that this podcast will start a conversation about our personal responses to the common human thread being the best thing anyone could offer today when everything else is failing to unify. Each guest will answer the four questions which were presented at the top of this episode. The conversations about these will help put into perspective the healing and transformational potentials for a possible new purpose to express love. This is in contrast to the normal divisive economic and political bottom lines. In fact, what will be discovered in the conversations is how people who are responding combine materialistic and spiritual bottom lines in such a way expressing love comes first. It is a priority. The challenges one faces when taking a stand for what is most important will explain why this personal story has rarely been told. My hope is that by having conversation about these stories, it will liberate us from the shadows of a life that many of us have lived in secret. I will begin this long overdue and timely conversation by answering the four questions. The first question, what is most important to me? My answer is creating wholeness. I identify myself as a mother, weaver, and gardener, but I do not consider the activities themselves to be my true work. It is how I am responding to a more spiritual bottom line, which expresses what is most important to me. I get into a cyclic back-and-forth rhythm which moves forward, with taking on new projects such as creating this podcast. But then I return back to restore balance to other areas of my life, which may have become destabilized. Nothing gets neglected, and I go forward only as far as the rest of my life can move with me. The second question, why is it vital I respond? Simply put, it feels necessary and essential. But I discovered this the hard way. I grew up with the motto, do your best and be your best, which also implies trying to be the best. I felt it was okay to pursue my vision at the expense of personal relationships, which I could abandon without remorse. The costs of having a single-minded focus, however, were two failed marriages. At some point, I realized something was missing, and I felt this in my heart. This intimate and human feeling penetrated the cold veneer of a belief I grew up with. This feeling became bigger as my children grew and needed more than anything else to be loved. When honoring this became essential was when I discovered creating wholeness is what is most important to me. Responding is how I discovered a way to continue growing as an artist and writer, but never at the expense of my family and other areas of my life. Third question, 
What have been the challenges I have faced when I put this purpose first? It's been very difficult to take a stand for what I feel is most important. When responding to the common human thread is not business as usual. I have lived my deeper purpose in secret, which has been very lonely. Many times I have doubted what I feel is most important is actually important in the bigger scheme of things. However, the events of 2020 has rolled back the curtain of the mainstream and exposed the devastating effects of a world that constantly moves forward but rarely goes back to stabilize what it has exploited and left behind. Seeing this has fortified my resolve to come out of the shadows and take a stand for creating wholeness where I am, even if I am called Pollyanna, naive, or unrealistic. I have discovered the level of humility that is required when I'm taking a stand for what is most important without words. It's a catch-22. I cannot convince people with my views on what is most important. It is also tricky coming up with a plan as to how to create wholeness, which other people will inevitably disagree on. A big challenge is responding and allowing my response to influence a solution without me taking control. But then I remember how different the purpose of expressing love is compared with setting an agenda. Love has no cause other than to be expressed. I have decided to do this podcast and use conversations to inspire responding because our responses to what we feel in our heart is most important is the only thing that will work when all words are implicitly biased. Fourth question, what wisdom do I have to share from my experiences? I have discovered how staying in the cyclic back-and-forth rhythm of wholeness always influences best-case scenarios which means there is greater freedom, peace, and mutual respect. A wise essayist recently said, words are but sculpted air and rumors. On the other hand, when we respond to the common thread of love, the message is always palpable, tangible, tactile, and rings with the tone of truth. I have to tell you that I'm sitting alone in my living room doing this podcast, so it's very difficult uh, for me to imagine speaking to you. But I wish to thank you for tuning in, and I hope that by bringing attention to our humanity as providing the missing humanizing value system, will set you free to respond to what is most important to you. Ask yourself the questions because your answers are a roadmap to social and planetary healing. 
They map the path to unity and transformation when you respond and also clearly chart the dangerous territory when you respond and threaten the irresponsible status quo. In order to get more support to take this human journey to unity, which can only happen person by person, coming out of the shadows with the common thread of love. Join this conversation in the next episodes of this podcast. And be sure to check out my book called The Unwritten Book, An Organic Personal Conscious Evolution, which uses the tactile aspect of journaling for integrating the golden thread of a universal self-awareness. In the journaling mirror of becoming who we truly are is reflected a world that is transformed by a greater expression of intimacy, compassion, and humility. There is so much more to talk about, but until then, thank you so much for your participation in this very important conversation. Who we are and our ability to express love being the only thing that could make a difference in the world when everything else seems to be failing. Take care.